right now. When? Right now. When? Right now. Right now? Right now. Okay. What's starting right now? What are we doing right now? Uh, we are starting super high sci-fi. For bonus points, what number are we on? You really expect me to know this? Like 20, I'm guessing 22? So close, 23. Damn it. Episode 23 starts right now. You're still on deck, Justin. I'm on deck? You're on deck. For what? For talking about news item number one. Uh, which news item is number one? Solar airplanes. Solar airplanes? Sam's dead, by the way. Solar airplanes, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, so I don't have the article up in front of me, but... I, I don't know the company who did it, so if you want to fill in that detail. So Justin doesn't know anything. Well, okay, okay. so this company uh, basically built an airplane which on its wings has solar panels and flew it from Japan to Hawaii in the course of five days. It's a single-seater airplane. Pretty much the chair in there folds back to a bed and folds up to a chair when the dude's awake and it's a toilet too. Um, you got there in five days, completely solar powered, no other means of, you know, energy. Really cool. So you can fill in the details now about like, you know, the company that did it, why it's awesome. Well, the airplane is called the Solar Impulse 2, I think. And it started, it's, it's trying to fly around the world, but not all in one go. It's doing like pieces. Mm -hmm. And I guess they're going to put the pieces together and decide it's the shortest flight around the world or some shit. But the whole conceit of the airplane is that it runs on solar power, no gas, no nothing. Started in, uh, yeah, okay. I was going to say Wabu Dhabi, but that's not a place. Abu Dhabi is a real place in the United Arab Emirates in March. So I guess it's been doing legs. Oh, really? I hadn't heard about it. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's just doing short legs and this had been the longest or something. Yeah, this is the longest leg. And if they, I think this was like their trial by fire. If this worked out, then. Presumably, there's no, no, this is the most stress it's been under. So if it could do this, then no problem doing it mm -hmm. for the rest of the way. I don't know what the rest of their course is. CNN doesn't really uh, go into detail on that one. Okay. They're more fascinated with how the guy took a shit. No, really. I was like, I saw some diagram of, you know, the chair folding back and then just sitting up. And, you know, there's just, you know, a toilet built into the seat. Which, I, yeah, I mean, sense. for five days, like, I can't, like, okay, going, you know, overseas, like, to, you know, England or something, that fucking sucks <laughs> when you're sitting there for, like, you know, how long is that flight? Like, 10 hours? Oh, it depends where you're leaving from. From Cincinnati, nine, 10 hours, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That, that flight sucks. And going coach too, yeah. Yeah. Brutal. It is brutal. Um, yeah, you just drink a lot and try and fall asleep on that flight. Anyway... But for five days and you're solo flying, you probably can't have that luxury of, you know, drowning yourself in alcohol or whatever your drug of choice is to get you to sleep. Would have been a short flight. Hmm? He's, he's got the ultimate poop sock, though. That is true. I guess that is the envy of all, you know. World of Warcraft gamers take note. Yes. This is the setup you want. Exactly. Or just bring your, you know, PC into the bathroom and sit on the toilet, but. I'm assuming that, like, would have some negative effects on your body, but you don't really care about your body. You just want to get to, you know, level 60 or whatever the lower cap is now. 
I think you have to do it like in a powder room though, because if you did it in a regular bathroom, you have to move the PC out every time you took a shower. Because I, I think that being in that humid of an environment would be bad for it. Really? Mm-hmm, yeah. You think World of Warcraft players that are that interested in having a poop sock set up would take a shower? I mean, maybe. Or maybe when their caretaker comes to run the sponge through their folds <laughs> on the stick. <laughs> maybe they have a washcloth on a rag. <laughs> Hard to reach places, man. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. It's, hard, it's hard to reach level 100, too. That's why they've got to dedicate themselves like that. That's why the poop sock setup works. Anyway, I, we've turned into CNN now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we become a German film company here. German film company? Yeah, German scat porn. Oh. It's always going on there. Gotcha. Thought you were talking about like human centipede sort of stuff. I don't know if that was a German company. Oh, I think that was a German guy who directed that or wrote it. I know it was a German like doctor in there. Yeah, but I guess maybe. I think it was a German dude who wrote it. Okay, as well. It's kind of messed up. Yeah, and what's really messed up though? What's that? Is that next time you fly United, you might be flying in a plane powered by garbage and animal fat. Really? Mm-hmm. It's the next news article there. That I didn't read. That you didn't read, yes. <laughs> Justin, prescient as always, looking to the future. Yeah, United Airlines is doing a test flight between L.A. and San Francisco, so they're taking a big risk by having the plane in the air for a whole hour. <laughs> big risk. Uh, it's fuel that's going to be blended with other jet fuel made from farm waste and animal fat. So I guess just dead animals and animal fat, manure, et cetera, so forth. Mm-hmm. This sounds really similar to, like, uh, the type of people that modify their cars to run on, you know, leftover kitchen oil and stuff like that. Yeah, biodiesel. Yes. Make your car smell like french fries. Exactly. I mean, not the worst thing in the world, but... No, I mean, I think jet fuel smells pretty good, personally, but... I I don't think I really recall what jet fuel smells like, unless it's just the general airport sort of smell when you're just out on the runway. smells like better gasoline, if you like the smell of gasoline. I can't say I'm I'm really neutral on the smell of gasoline. I'll, I'll take it or leave it. It's not like I'm going to go huff it or something. Well, basically when they when they crack kerosene or I think other hydrocarbons, there's mm-hmm. different weights or whatever, different products that come out and jet fuel is like the cream. It's like the best of the best stuff, so it's probably why it smells great. Rises to the top. Yeah, the cream. <laughs> Macho man, the cream. But this reminds me of uh Tyson, the I think Tyson Chicken Turkey or the yeah. Tyson Meat Company. Mm-hmm. This is what they were doing with all their entrails like eight or nine years ago. They made a test plant near their slaughterhouse. Oh, yeah, the turkey guts, and they were turning them into crude oil. Yeah, do carbon right. cracking, hmm. like breaking the carbon bonds, and then it basically turning it into oil, speeding up the process of fossilization, how dinosaurs became oil. Gotcha. And then. Well, I mean, it's mostly plant matter that's really going into the. Dinosaurs. I mean, it's cooler to think that it's dinosaurs, but it's it's mostly like moss and shit. It's mostly turkey in the Tyson plant. Yeah, leftover yeah. turkey guts. This is cool though because the the bio jet fuel it burns cleaner, and if they can prove that it performs at the same level as regular jet fuel, it could be flying on planes pretty soon where they're actually just using garbage, your garbage, to power your business trips. Your garbage and solar. Yep. Solar garbage. What about that? Um, 
What? Huh? I don't know. There must become some kind of solar garbage. I'm sure, like, once panels wear out in, like, you know, 20-some years or whatever they take to wear out in, but... Could happen. I'm just saying, there could be solar garbage. I mean, the important thing is that they, they can prove that although jet fuel is not a big contributor to uh, overall carbon emissions, it is like one of the fastest growing sources. So anything they can do to knock that out before it keeps growing fast is a really good thing. And if they can take our trash and get rid of some of that and do something useful with it like that, I am all for it. And the companies that are making the fuel seem to be doing a good job too because it's uh, pretty well priced. Is there anything jet fuel can't do? I don't know if it can melt steel beams. You think it can? Probably can't melt steel beams. But you know what it can melt, apparently? What's that? SpaceX rockets. That it can. Yeah. So did, they, did they find out what happened yet? Um, I didn't follow up on it after I saw the initial um, tweet from Elon saying, like, oh, hey, there was, you know, something unexpected that happened and shit went wrong. And by shit went wrong, in case you missed it, uh, SpaceX, uh, had a mission to send up supplies to the International Space Station. Um, I think about a minute and a half after launch, um... Pretty quick. Yeah, some shit went down, and it pretty much disintegrated the rocket. I mean, it's on a mission, so it's more just a setback for SpaceX. Not, no people were lost in this, but still really sucks for them. Um, don't know if Elon posted any updates on that but i know um there was a follow-up mission that i think took off recently like last couple days recently uh that russia sent up to actually resupply the space station so yeah they got their stuff yeah they got their shit well probably in the process of getting their shit still so it takes a couple days but no more spacex rocket though it died yeah so Which they're gonna sucks. um i don't think they have any planned missions currently they're gonna sort of go back to the drawing board and see what went wrong and before they send up another rocket you know definitely say like oh hey you know it was the o-rings again shit sort of thing the last thing i read was that there was some something was over pressurized mm -hmm. some kind of oxygen thing okay so it's unfortunate because these are supposed to be eventually what's taking people into orbit yeah i mean i was really excited about this because i mean spacex's whole thing mm -hmm. is to actually you know perfect the re-landing of a rocket yeah. part so they can actually make spaceflight a lot more affordable because currently you have all these, you know, parts of the rocket just fall off into the water and, you know, are gone and it's, you know, several hundred thousand dollars just at the at bottom least, of the ocean. At least, yeah. And um, if they're able to re-land the rockets and well, probably more than several hundred thousand, at least a million, I guess, but... Probably way more than that. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Some... Absurd amount of money, and they want to be able to land this part that they're just throwing away currently in order to make, you know, transporting materials, people, anything into space is a lot more affordable than it is currently. Yep. Pretty affordable to send Microsoft stuff into space now, though. Currently, they blew up a bunch of hollow lenses. Oh, did they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know that um, a lot of things... I actually read one story about... Um, like some university's experiment mm -hmm. uh, got blown up on a previous rocket and they sent it up on this rocket again. And once again, it got blown up. 
which stop doing the experiment. I, I think that is sort of the thing they're, you know, being told. Just don't about. do it anymore. <laughs> yeah, just just stop it. You don't need to know. This. I think the universe is sending you a sign at that point. Yeah, it really is. But yeah, so that's setback for SpaceX. But you know, I have faith in SpaceX that they'll work through the problems and figure out what went wrong. I have space in space. Fuck. Faith in SpaceX because I have faith in Elon Musk's appetite for hookers and blow. Wait, does he actually? Wait. I, I don't know. Like, I've never heard. Like, it's one of those things I wouldn't be surprised if I heard he'd, like, you know, got caught with hookers and blow when he was, you know, doing PayPal or whatever. But, you know. I don't actually know what his personal life, his status and everything is, but I'm just, he's, they based the Tony Stark Marvel character, like, the way he acts. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. off of Elon Musk, the way he acted, so. Gotcha. Going to assume if they're they're cribbing from him that heavily. There were some hookers and blow involved at some point. <laughs> I thought that was just Robert Downey Jr., though. I mean. But maybe they maybe they were. Maybe Marvel was just adding that in. I caught it on my leg. You're fascinated with the bottle cap I have. <laughs> I see you watching it. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. Okay. So we have, you know, like good news and bad news. It's kind of like Predator is good news. Predator 2 is bad news. Well, we're supposed to do both. Yeah. (laughs) Jeez, Justin. Way to bring the heat. Uh, Predator, get that Wikipedia plot summary out. I know, right? (laughs) Bam, bam, blam. Okay. But you've at least seen Predator 1, right? Yes. I saw Predator 1 prior to this week, and I, you know, refreshed myself this week watching it again. Okay. So we can talk about Predator 1 then. Yeah. I know Grant loves Predator 1. Yeah, it's it's one of my favorites. It's awesome. It's not even Predator 1, let's just call it Predator. Yeah. That's that's easier, yeah. You can go with the alien naming convention. You know what? What? No. <laughs> I think Predator is a much better movie than Alien 3, 4, Prometheus, AVP. I'm just talking about the naming convention that's really bullshit for, you know, the whole Alien franchise where it's Alien, Aliens, Alien 3... Or is it Aliens 3? Then Alien, Alien 3. Resurrection? It's Alien 3. Alien 3? Then Alien Resurrection. Okay. Then Prometheus. That doesn't seem like it follows up very well to the rest of the Alien franchise. No. Anyway. See, Predators got it right. Predator, Predator 2, Predators. Predators 2. Is there a Predators 2? No. Too? I oh. hope they got there. Isn't okay. It? Adrian Brody's still alive. Wait, what? Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody. Yeah. Who? The guy in Predators. Oh. The movie you saw in the fucking theater. <laughs> I saw this movie when it came out in theaters. I don't know when that was. 2010? 2010? Yeah. Yep. A while ago. Yeah. Did our mutual friend make you go to that one too? Don't recall who I went with, but probably. Probably. Yes. Predator. Predator. Arnold is a guy with a cigar. You know, I kind of... Dylan, you son of a bitch. (laughs) Yeah. When I was watching this movie, I couldn't recall Arnold's name in the movie at all. Dutch. Dutch, yeah. I got that at the end of the movie when they did the little, you know, montage like, oh, hey, Carl Weathers as, you know, this guy. Arnold as this guy. But, yeah, I mean, it was just like, at the time, he was like the Vin Diesel... Carl Weathers is Chubbs Peterson. Yeah. yeah. Yep. 
I, I seriously can't separate Carl Weathers from the Arrested Development character of Carl Weathers, where he's like saving ketchup packets and shit like that. and Where he's the cheapskate. Yeah. Always trying to get a freebie. Exactly. So does your wife get a, a shift meal, or does she get a discount on select menu items? <laughs> I, I don't know. Let's find out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, now that I can't watch Predator... Yeah, seriously, just every scene he was in, like, all I could imagine is, like, him pulling out, like, a packet of, like, sweet and sour sauce from, like, his, you know, commando uniform. I'm like, oh, man, Arnold, you want some of this? <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I took these bullets from the gun range because they were free. Yeah, exactly. Stuffed my pockets full of them. <laughs> Here you go. Yeah. But aside from that... Aside from that, other great people in this movie, like Billy who I don't know from anywhere else. Sonny Landham. Yeah. He ran for governor of Kentucky a while back. Really? Really? Yeah. Did he win? No, I don't okay. think so. You know who else won for, or ran for a governor position? Who? Blaine. Jesse the Body Ventura. Exactly. I thought you said Bane for a second. Well, his name's Blaine in the movie, but exactly, yeah. A um, little more successful than Sonny's, apparently, who... His name is lost to time. Got two governors out of this movie. Yeah, exactly. Crazy. Two governors and a person running for governor and a cheapskate. I don't know if he's yeah. a cheapskate in real life. I just want to imagine he is. He, he might be. I don't know. We don't know. We can't know. Maybe he can be a guest on the show. Carl Weathers, if you're listening, come on out at Cincinnati. We'll put you up in a Motel 6. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if you offer... Okay. If you offer it like that, you have to offer, like, a free dinner as well because that'll, like, really get oh, his yeah. ears perked we'll, up. We'll give you a free dinner, no problem. Yeah. So, like, if Cheapskate Carl Weathers exists in... If he's, you know, that's his actual, you know, personality. Yeah. Free dinner. Free Done. dinner. Done. Yeah. His no ears problem. are tingling right now. He's like, ooh, who's talking about me? Good. Yeah. It's <laughs> the way it should be. <laughs> So, Cheap Carl Weathers, Arnold, Jesse the Body Ventura. Uh, oh, you got Bill Duke in there. Who what's Bill plays Duke Mac? in? Because he looked familiar from something else. He, he's, he's just been all over the place. He was in a lot of uh, 80s movies. He was in Commando as uh, one of the thugs that was fighting Arnold. Uh, he, God, I want to say he's been in something more more recent. I just think of him as other black guy from the movie. Oh, yeah. He was in yeah. the, the X-Men movies. Really? Yeah. He was... Um, before they... Oh, damn. I mean, before they rebooted them with X-Men uh, First Class, he was playing the the Shaw character, I think. Huh. Okay. Or something like that. I don't know. Like, he Take was, your word for he it. He was some like government character guy and. Yeah, okay. he's, he's been around. He's done a lot of stuff. And uh, Shane Black's in this. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. It's funny. He gets killed, though, very quickly. Shane Black of uh, yeah. Lethal Weapon fame. Yes. Well, lots of movies written fame. I like Lethal Weapon the best. Yeah. Of his... He directed Iron Man 3, didn't he? Yeah. Good for him. The The worst Iron Man movie. Good job. Kiss Kiss Bang Wait, Bang with Iron Man. Iron Man 3, was that the one where... It had Don Cheadle in like the suit. Oh no, it was the one with that shitty uh, 
Don Cheadle was in the suit. Yes, but that was the second one where he was the main character. Like, Don Cheadle was more of a bigger player in the second one. What was the dude's name that was, like, not even a real villain? The Mandarin? Yes. Yeah. Okay, Trevor. yeah, that movie was bad. Yes, that's what I'm saying. The Mandarin is, uh, what's-his-face, Ben Kingsley. Yeah. For real. And then it's actually Guy Pierce. Yes. Yep. That, yeah. No. And then Apollo no. Creed is in this movie, like we said, Carl Weathers. So it's just, this movie's stacked. It really is. Like, and they carry it. Like, because I was thinking about this before I, you know, came over here. This is the same setup as, like, the other, you know, Alien versus Predator movie. Like, you know, there's a group of commandos. They all have guns. Like, yeah, let's get this shit. But really, it's the actors in here that are really pulled along. I mean, you have Arnold in here, which just, like, really is, you know, the glue to Carl Weathers and Jesse. <laughs> the Expendables. Yes. Yep. Never saw the movie, but... I haven't seen any of them either, but I have to assume whoever wrote them had watched Predator ahead of time. And pretty much like, hey, let's get these guys yeah. back together. Must have smoked a bowl and watched Predator. <laughs> because these are all action stars or like roidhead retards from the 80s. People you would know. And then you just jam them all together in a movie as, you know, crazy commandos in the South American jungle being hunted by an alien with a laser gun on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Can't beat it. You really yeah. can't. Well, I think... The for me the it holds together so well because like you said the the cast is so good and they do such a good job even early on about building up the characters like Arnold I I completely believe him as a commando even from early on he's got all the banter with all the other guys down but he's in command all the time he's chomping on the cigars and stuff and giving the one liners that don't sound very cheesy even with you know almost 30 years of age to this movie. Yeah. Like, you know, stick around or something. <laughs> there was one part that I kind of forgot about, but I was thinking like, oh man, this is going to be such a cheesy line. And like, he's like looking around the jungle and it's like, oh my God, like what's out there? It's like, it's a, I was going to, thought he was going to say predator. It's like, it's a hunter. I'm like, okay, that's, that's good that you didn't say predator because that's just like the cheesiest thing you can do in an action movie is say the title of the movie. Yeah. I was just like, thank God. <laughs> yeah. And it just, but you, yeah. I mean, there's a lot more to talk about with Arnold, obviously, because he's the only guy who gets out, basically. But, you know, all the. Oh, all Anna the, gets out. Huh? Anna gets out. The Yeah, I said the I only mean, guy who gets okay. out. The only commando who gets out. But yeah, she, she gets out because she doesn't have a weapon. So the predator doesn't take her down. But I like, <laughs> all the other guys are really funny. Like, Jesse Ventura plays it really well. It's just like. You know, you slack jawed faggot and stuff, and make you a goddamn sexual tyrannosaurus. And, so, and then he gets his chest blown out. In the jungle of Valverde. Yeah. Which has appeared in which other films? Commando. And? I don't know. Ah, it's not one of the, it's not an Arnold film, it's a Bruce Willis film. Die Hard 2. Cool. It's where General Spanish guy. Who wants the airplane landed is being taken prisoner from, I think. Oh, General Esperanza. Yeah. 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 Um, Die Hard 2 came out around 90. I'm trying to remember the plot of that movie. I'm having the, trouble. William Sadler takes over the airport, I, crashes the planes. Uh, what, it, what the it's fuck? It's like is Die that? Hard 1, except in an airport. What is that guy's uh, name? Colonel Stewart. 
No, no, no. Uh, the actor, the control tower guy, Fred. Oh, um, Fred Thompson. Yeah, Fred Thompson. Presidential candidate. Right, yeah, exactly. Former presidential candidate Fred Thompson. Oh. Yep. Okay. And Dennis Franz is the police chief. Gotcha. All Let's right. Kick some heads. Yeah. A good movie for TV because it's yeah. consistently dubbed poorly. <laughs> like Predator. I didn't Slack see it on TV. jerk. But I would imagine it's really hilarious with the dubs. There, they, there's not really that much to dub after the past the first thirty minutes. Well, they, there's really not much talking after that. They have to account for just like some of the random expletive outbursts, and also sort of duck around like the actual shots of people being executed. But so there's a TV version, like sort of like nacho chest exploding, or like the skinned bodies hanging from trees and whatnot. Yeah, kind of skates around those parts. Mm. Yeah. I, that'd be kind of hard to follow like oh my god it's i forgot who was the guy that like had his head blown off or whatever when he was chasing the predator and then someone else came up and found him it's like hey you know oh mac it's mac yeah he he's inside the log and the predator the the little um the targeting lasers show up oh. on his head and then he just gets his head blown up okay and then someone else goes and finds him and yeah carl says weathers to, okay like, hey, I think it's Mac over here. I'm not sure though. Kind of hard to say. Like, five oh, parts. You sure oh. if you skated around that? No, no, I know what you're talking about. The, it's it's the first guy who gets killed, the Hawkins. Hawkins. Like, yeah, and they said oh. like, and the other guy, and he's like, is that Hawkins? And he's like, I, I can't tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they like pull out all his organs, and he's like hanging up in the tree, dripping blood, while yeah. they're all down there wondering what happened to his <laughs> body. Yeah, which is great. I, I love that scene. It is a good scene. I still so, like going to have me some fun better. So what yeah. I didn't understand is sometimes the Predator pulls out, you know, the skulls of his victims and other times he doesn't. Is there a pattern to that that I wasn't getting there? I Just think when the skull's intact, he pulls it out. I think, like, he he chooses them based on how challenging a prey they were. I mean, because he's after trophies. Yeah. Because I like how they have him. He carries like three or four skulls attached to like his uh, his armor. Mm-hmm. And I, I think he takes stuff from kills that he's really proud of. Gotcha. So he was definitely looking for Arnold's skull. Didn't get it. No. No. Arnold's one tough nut to crack. And he paints himself in mud. Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking about that Mythbusters episode, though, where they pretty much completely got rid of that myth, where it actually works. Oh, did they get an alien to test that with? Well, I mean, they got, like, a heat-sensing, you know, like, heat vision or whatever. I forget. For some reason, it's escaping me. Infrared vision, pretty much. Yeah. Um, And, like, you know, they slathered up, you know, one of the, you know, lackeys they have in mud, and it's like, hey, we can see you perfectly, jackass, sort of thing. That was the whole thing. I mean, that's. Did they do the test in a fictional country in Central America in a jungle with an alien hunting them with a laser cannon on his shoulder? Um, I guess it wasn't one for one setup like that. I tried to remove some of the variables that would be extraneous, but yeah. Yeah, I think that MythBusters need to go back to the drawing board on that one. Get better with the scientific method. Yeah. Try to recreate like a, you know, make the little lackey paint himself by a fire and. Scream really loud to signal the Predator it was time to begin the final sequence of the movie. <laughs> Fuck Mythbusters. This movie's awesome. No, I mean, it is. And the one thing I do like, there was one part I really liked when um, 
Arnold was like caked in mud or whatever, and then he fell into a pond. And it's like, okay, like the mud's gone, but he was just like spotless as far as like any sort of dirt goes. I'm like, that seems a little unrealistic, but took a shower. Yeah, but I mean, he fell into the pond for like 15 seconds, and then like, hey, mud's all gone. I think they they could explain that though by the time he fell into the pond like all the mud was basically dry on him it was really cracked because mm-hmm. he had been getting showered with you know sparks and bolts from the predator firing his cannon everywhere because he couldn't see him yeah <laughs> so i i can see where the mud would just slide right off being an underwater like that yeah but suspending my disbelief on that it it was actually a really good way to you know even the playing field with the predator kind of yeah, I think it was actually a really awesome idea for the for the movie, mm-hmm. just the the for the story, like you're saying, because any other way he's gonna die, and it's gonna be pretty easy for the predator to kill him. Mm-hmm. So you have to take away the one thing that the predator has going is that you know he has all this technology and people can't see him. Well, now he can't see Arnold. He can't see. He can't see him using the one thing that he's been killing everybody else with his thermal infrared scanner. So, do predators just naturally have like thermal vision, or is it like the technology? Because like when he took off his you know mask and whatnot, he still had the thermal vision. Yeah, I I think that they were doing that. Like they showed that that was like the the predator's natural kind of vision, whether like what spectrum he sees in. Okay. Uh, and then they wear the mask so they can see different spectrums because in the other Predator movies, they, they do ext- go through it a little more that they can s- they have different like spectrums that they can look through by switching on the visors. And if you play the games, this, you do that too. You can, there's one where you can see humans and another for aliens and another for um, like androids and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So you, but I, I thought that was, that was pretty cool how they went through that level of detail that you know when he takes his mask off, here's how he really sees things like that. Like those are the little details that always make sci-fi movies work really well to me as they really did a good job of not building a world because it's our world. They don't need to build it, but just building this idea of this alien hunter. Yeah. This works really well. Yeah. I mean, they don't need to explain a lot, which they really didn't. I mean, like the little wristband that explodes that they went over in almost too much detail in, um, alien versus predator. Um, you know, Arnold just saw it. It was, you know, it looked like it was, you know, the numbers looked like they were counting down to just the one little LCD screen. He's like, oh, it's ticking, like, you know, time bomb. I better get the, the fuck out of here. What the hell are you? Yeah, exactly. And then, but the funniest part of the movie comes right after that where the Predator starts laughing and he sounds like fucking uh, the guy from Indiana Jones and the in Raiders <laughs> of the Lost Ark. I was trying to think of where I heard that <laughs> laugh before. <laughs> Seriously, sounded like that. Not you're saying that. Yeah, he sounds just like Belloc laughing when Jones is getting chased by the the Indians in South America. <laughs> and just like you know, I love how they do that. It's like the one kind of cheesy thing, but it works so well. They just make the predator give him this maniacal evil laugh. <laughs> yeah. Well, this movie is kind of cheesy overall, though, and that's yeah. Cool. I was just gonna that's say that like there is a lot of cheese in this movie, but. It's cheese that works well just because, like, you have all these actors that, like, are okay. These are all, like, sort of played out to be, you know, you know, giant strongman meathead sort of guys versus the other alien 
in Predator movies where it's hard for me to believe that, you know, whatever commando woman number three with like a lesbian haircut is, you know, some strong commando that's like, you know, battle hard and cigar chomping sort of thing. Who's that? Vasquez? Uh, I'm talking about Alien versus Predator, the one that got oh. an egg in her in that <laughs> chamber. I don't oh, remember. Switch from the Matrix, yeah. Yes, yeah, Switch. That's right. Yeah, her. I, just, I have a hard time believing, like, Battle Hardened Commando, like, best of the best sort of person. This just has, like, the, the 1980s cheese, though. Yeah. In the same way that Total Recall, because it was filmed in 1989, has just, is like the tail end excess of the insane 80s action movie with the, the maximum cheese. Yeah, just, is, like, hyper-violent, yeah. hyper-muscled, <laughs> hyper-attitude. Yeah. I a perfect example of what, I guess, not to try to copy, but if it happens when you're doing it, it's just awesome. Yeah, like, really, if you try to plan out this sort of movie, like, right in this, like, sort of cheesy dialogue, right? it doesn't work out nine, tim- nine times out of ten sort of thing. No, it's. I don't think it would happen today. Wouldn't work out. No, because no. there'd probably be too much micromanaging and a lot of special effects that just like take me completely out of the movie. And the predator would be just some giant CGI predator that looks awful, like some Hobbit troll. See, I think you guys are right about um, you know the cheese in this movie works, but one place where the cheese doesn't extend to is the special effects in this movie. I actually think they hold up really, really well. Especially since they they use them pretty sparingly. The only thing that didn't hold up well was the Predator blood that looked like highlighter ink. Oh, it kind of glows. Yeah, yeah, the green glow. Yeah, that and it like moved up and down depending on like where the film was. Like if it was like doing like a pan down to someone's leg with you know the Predator blood on it, like it like moved around. I says I think that they used the fixed light to do that. Yeah, like they were shining one of those UV lights. Uh, local news stations going to hotels to find all the cum stains with. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were shining one of those on, like... a real thing? Like, can you actually the, go the into, like... The cum stain light? The black yeah, light? Yeah, the cum yeah. stain oh, light. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The black light is 100% real. Okay, I wasn't sure. I thought it was just, like, you know, something, you know, perpetuated by, you know, TV and stuff, but... No, huh. it's real. So you're saying I should, like, get a black light next time I stay in a ship motel? No, I, I don't. Don't do that, because then you never go to sleep. Shh. Should we bring a black light to Carl Weathers Motel Six? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. All right. <laughs> but it's like when you if you've ever been to like a, a rave club or something, like the, the people who have the neon paint on them or the neon like stuff on their shoes and everything, the only reason you can see that is because there's a black light. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what they were doing here. They were shining it from a fixed point on someone's leg or a rock or whatever. And then as the camera panned, I guess the camera, you know, relative to the light, the angle to change, so it looks like the blood is kind of the effect is jumping. The glow is not even. I mean, See, the thing that it looked like on the version I watched, maybe you watched a different version than I did. It, mm-hmm. it really looked like the blood was, you know, sometimes not on the pants at all. Like it wasn't glow of the blood. It was just like not on the pants. Oh, like it was over the pants? It was like over the pants or like just above the pants kind of. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know how to explain that. I think it's probably because it was just like, the best they could do at the time. Yeah, now that's you can exactly. just put like one of those chroma key patches over it and CGI blood in, but exactly. But the other main special effects, the predator vision and the predator's um, his cloaking, 
I think they act they still hold up pretty well. Oh no, those do. Yeah, I, I totally still believe in it when I when I watch it. Especially mm-hmm. the the cloaking effect. Because when he's not moving, it, it makes sense that you can't see him, but that shimmering that he does when he's actually like swinging around in the tree branches, it, it looks pretty realistic. And it it lets me know that it's in a, a really advanced technology, but at the same time, he can't just abuse it. He kind of has to be strategic about when he moves and when he doesn't, when people are looking. Like when, you know, Billy can see him almost from looking down there like, yeah, Major, I see something in the trees up there. With his Native American vision, right? Yeah, his his Native American. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> we didn't. We never claimed this movie was you know politically correct. But <laughs> oh, white man. Yeah, Native American predators stalk us. They have special powers. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, <laughs> buffalo tell me predator out there cuts yeah. himself with a knife on the log. Well, and he he's the guy oh, who does yeah. all the tracking and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, yeah. of course it's the Native American guy. <laughs> throwing a rain dance while you're at it. That would right. have shorted his cloak out. If only they had known. <laughs> if only they had known it didn't work in water, Billy could have done a rain dance. Yeah. Well, was it the water that damaged it, or was it like the fall from going into the water? Well, I think in this movie it's not explained, but in okay. other installments it's pretty clearly lined up that water somehow fucks up the cloak for whatever reason still you go to like a super humid jungle whatever what was this on the border of vietnam and laos or something or it was was in in south uh, america was it (laughs) oh okay oh shit (laughs) were they in vietnam (laughs) no no jesse ventura's character says that at one point he's like you know like this makes like cambodia look like texas or something like that and he's like you know if you lose it out here you're in a world of hurt or something was that? Did he know the camera was rolling when he said that? I'm uh, pretty sure. Was that? Oh, it might have just been him reminiscing about being a Navy <laughs> SEAL in Vietnam. <laughs> I'd, maybe. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just thought this was Vietnam because, like, this was sort of around the time other Vietnam kind of you know jungle movies came out. But okay, well, whatever. I mean, jungle's no. a jungle. I mean, they didn't beat a hooker to death. Or, yeah. Or kill her one-legged friend or whatever. Wait, one-legged friend. Platoon. They, they stomped the shit out of the crippled guy. I don't remember that. No, this this is South that. America, though. Okay, so no... It's a fictional country 20th Century Fox made up, so they wouldn't be called racist when they wanted to have, like, Mexican drug lords or, you know, Colombian cartel lords. They can still be called racist. Just or... put them in Valverde, where and make the country up. <laughs> Everybody in Valverde is all brown and lazy. They don't really do anything. That's just Valverde, though. Oh, yeah, they did have some of the... Real... Oh, I was trying to remember if they actually had any, like, natives of this fictional country... There. Yeah, extras. But, yeah, they, no, they did for that one scene where they, they before the predator everybody? actually got there, and what? Where they kill everybody in the the, the uh, rebel camp? Yeah, the, the, yeah. Their rescue attempts yeah. just to kill everybody. <laughs> no, Wait, no, did no, they no. get any hostages out of that? They like saw the one hostage being killed, but were there any other hostages even there? But that that's what Carl Weathers tricked them. That's what the like Arnold was pissed off at him because he thought they were going in there to rescue only hostages and really Carl Weathers wanted to get them in there to kill these rebels and steal intelligence. And that's why he was really pissed. Free intelligence. Yeah. Well, he works for the CIA, right? Right. He's a desk guy. Right. He's on the Valverde desk. He doesn't look like a desk guy. I mean, like, well, he, he, they say he was like out in the field with, um, he worked with, Arnold's character in the past, but that he had gotten promoted to work at the CIA doing this stuff. Okay. 
But I believe it. I mean, he, he comes off like the guy who used to be the guy in the field who now has a desk job and is kind of cynical about the whole thing. Well, I mean, when they introduce his character, like, you know, the first time you see him, you know, him and Arnold do that, you know, you know, strongman handshake, and he's like, you know, arm wrestling him down. It's like, whoa, whoa, buddy. You're getting soft. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I don't know, though. He's got, Carl Weathers has pretty big biceps. Maybe they used a body double for that. For the arm thing they look like Arnold size yeah maybe they I think everybody on this the cast this movie though probably had like the same steroid guy that's how they knew each other <laughs> well, I mean Carl Weathers he, I mean I think every movie I've seen the guy in he's been in an incredible shape I mean every Rocky movie he's in yeah I'm, the same can be said for Arnold though like yeah you, you got the same Roydy guy you you just know him he's the guy the fanny pack hangs but I mean really beach. Arnold was you know, a bodybuilder prior to movies. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he gave that up and just became a fat ass. Once, no. You know, his movie career took off. A little bit when his governorship took off, but, you know, he's, he's getting back in there now. I think his governorship was well spent. No, I mean, it was. He sent the veto that spelled out fuck you on the left-hand side. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> no, I'm just talking about, like, as far as, like, when he was doing his movies, he was still, you know, bodybuilding, you know, full-time and doing movies. And then when he became governor, bodybuilding sort of took a backseat to the governorship, which, I mean, makes sense. Also, the fact that he had one of his heart valves replaced because, you know, he, he fucked it up. Oh, really? Yeah. What do you do? Not or, from steroids, of course, you know. That uh, was... it, like, from my, what they say, he's born <laughs> with it. It's like a congenital defect. Like, it's like an actual hole in your heart or something in one mm. of the valves. Okay. It just gets worse as you get older, apparently. Definitely not from steroids, though. I'm sure that made it worse, yeah. Not from the Coke and steroids. Yeah, that's the official line. It's just totally genetic, nothing. He did, changed it. Uh, There's too many people on this cast who were jacked to not have the Royd guy on set. Got that good farm grade yeah. stuff. <laughs> Bull steroids. Yeah. <laughs> they could have used some, though. I meant pH farm, but... PH farm, what? Pharmaceutical. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like PH fat. Yeah. What? PH fat. Fat? PH AT. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Apparently it means cool. I don't know. Is that what the kids are saying today? In 1997, yeah. That's all the kids are saying. All right. 18 years ago. (laughs) 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 Keeping it current here. Exactly. But yeah, I don't. Just Arnold's great in this movie. And then whenever I see him, like initially in a movie, I just think back to like some documentary he was in where he's like weightlifting. And he's like, ah, lifting weights. It's like, you know, coming. Pumping iron. Yes. He's giving the interview. Exactly. Yep. That's just the greatest line he's ever given. I'm, com- to get to I'm the coming. I'm coming here. I'm coming in the grocery store. I'm coming everywhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that and get to the chopper are the two things that always pop up. Get to the chopper! And I forgot that he said it twice in this movie. Go! Get to the chopper! He said it the first time. I'm like, huh. That isn't as like dramatic as I remember. Yeah. And the second time, it was like... He steps it up. Yeah, I was like, ah, get to the chopper! It's great. That's... One of the cheesier lines, but it just works because it's Arnold. I think Arnold can say anything and it works. Well, the the best, I mean, the the people who do the the funniest shit in this movie, besides like the Predator laughing at the end, and I mean, uh, 
like Billy, like <laughs> on the log and the waterfall, like oh, <laughs> cutting himself with the machete. <laughs> That's great. It looked like I, I was like really looking like okay, he's not cutting himself. It just looked like he was like painting a red strip with the knife through oh. like whatever like effects they were using. I'm like, yeah. huh? Okay little i mean probably could have done a little better but you know whatever i'll forgive you because well and then you like he's got this look in his like you could just see like he's behind those eyes like the look he has he's fucking nuts like he's crazy (laughs) (laughs) he pulled off the fucking nuts thing really well and then and then like they're running in the woods and the next thing you hear of like after that scene is you hear this fucking hideous shriek like "Ah!" yeah yeah. (laughs) it's just like okay well he was nuts and he died the way he wanted to i guess yeah and um oh shit uh well besides carl weathers getting his arm blown off and still f- managing to fire off the machine gun <laughs> and then like oh! <laughs> <laughs> he gets impaled uh, like that that was a pretty good death um i i think the final the final battle between arnold and the predator is definitely the highlight of the movie Oh, yeah. Because Arnold does such a... Like, all the traps he sets and stuff, that whole montage of him setting the whole thing up and, like, yeah. bending the sticks and all that. Like, that's so No, cool. I really like that one, uh, like, the final shot where, like, he, like, lures the Predator into the one, like, small, you know, opening. He's like, come at me! Do it! Kill me! Yeah. <laughs> and the Predator's like, uh, no. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. He, yeah, and he knows, like, he recognizes. He's like, yeah, you know, this guy's a hunter, too. Like, this is what I would do if I were this guy. So he's coming around to, and then gets logged in the head. Yeah. Home Alone style. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's basically it's, it's Home Alone in the jungle. So. Yeah. That's what I think of when I watch the final fight is uh, Home Alone 2, where What's His Face gets his head caught on fire and dips it in the toilet full of kerosene. Oh, the bald guy. Yeah. Oh, Harry. Yeah. Or no, Marv is the Marv is the tall guy. Oh, Harry! Yeah, yeah. Harry's the one who gets his head. Yeah, set he on gets fire. his head yeah. on fire and puts yeah. it in the toilet. That's just Arnold setting all the traps. Just reminds me of like the the Operation Ho Ho Ho, like the thing being laid out on the table and bending the sticks and <laughs> making the snares and everything. And it's it's like him wrapping the rope around the big section of pipe to swing down the stairs. Just <laughs> except it's much cooler in this movie. Oh yeah, it's yeah. it's cooler in Predator, but. <laughs> having you know watched both of them it's one of those things you can't unsee you know i think of every time i watch it well and just i remember like the first time i saw this it was the I, when he's hugging the tree and, <coughs> and then the predator's like actually crawling over him and doesn't know that he's there because he can't see him like ah that's such a good scene too like they they really really did a good job with that was he crawling over him? I thought he was just like getting really close by him to like look around the tree or something i mean to me it looked like he was almost he was like crawling over him like his crawling his way down the tree to check out the the bonfire that arnold had set mm. just like arnold was doing everything like you could see his eyes he's just looking over like oh like fuck like shit he's like right next to me what I, yeah <laughs> better just stay still yeah that was a really good scene just uh just the right amount of like tense in that scene i guess yeah and then i think they just do a really good job with the with the tension in this whole movie, because for most of the movie, I mean, you don't really see the Predator. Oh, yeah. It, it does the right thing in this movie where, you know, it shows bits and pieces of the monster. It doesn't really even give you, like, any sense that, I mean, anyone watching the movie now is going to go into it saying, like, okay, you know, there's an alien Predator that, you know, hunting them. But, you know, someone in 1980, I don't know how it was marketed, but, like, maybe they go into it like, oh, 
Arnold's the predator, and he's going to hunt down, you know, these rebels or whatever. And then, like, oh, shit, there's an alien sort of thing. Oh, like they played with the audience, you think? I, I don't know. I've, I haven't seen the original trailers or anything for Predator. I don't know how they marketed it. That would be interesting to know, though. Mm-hmm. I, I looked them up. You did? Yeah. It's more of like a... These guys are killing brown people in South America. Delta Force Commando. Oh, my God, an alien monster. Oh, it actually is like... Yeah. Some other like What's killing there? them in the jungle? What's this thing? It makes weird noises. That guy got blown up. Uh-oh. 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 Better go buy some popcorn. <laughs> it definitely helps in this movie, though, that I actually care about this commando team. Like, these guys actually have personalities, and they're a rescue team, technically, so they're not... I mean, we're not predisposed to view them as, like, thoughtless killers. So they ha- I mean, and they do... They do develop, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we find out the friendship that the two guys have that Jesse Ventura and Mac have and these guys are telling jokes and Arnold and all that and so it's not it's not like Predator 2 where I don't actually absolutely don't give a shit about anybody in the movie because they're all fucking scumbag drug dealers. Yeah. They're elite Delta Force commandos led by an Austrian man. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> no, when you just said jokes, I remember that that one awful line. Was it uh was it Hawkins? With that awful joke, like, hey, like... Oh, the pussy thing? Yeah, like the gigantic yeah. oh. pussy that echoes or whatever. Yeah. I'm just like, okay, like, I, I, I get it that it's supposed to be a bad joke, but still, it's just sort of cringy. I don't know. And then, like, Billy laughs about it, like, a long time later. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> like, hey, I just figured that shit out. <laughs> <laughs> Billy's retarded, though. Yeah. Well, and then the, the Predator's watching like the them the whole time. Since the little kid from The Shining, he is that... No, I mean, this movie is just, I think, treats the Billy Lake in a hilariously racist fashion. Like, he's the semi-stupid Native American tracker guy who's just like, I don't get your jokes, white man, but I'll track the animal for you. I'm going to die on the log. <laughs> uh, wait, did the Predator get his skull? I forget. Was yeah, that he the did. scene right after there where they actually showed, like, the little, like, deflushing tool that the Predator had? With they, his skull. They, they show the Predator ripping yeah. his spine out. Okay. The Predator wants to get all the good stuff for the trophies. Yeah, and then he was cleaning his uh, his skull with um, like his little air gun or whatever. Yeah. And I just remember something else that I really liked about how they built up the Predator. Like, Arnold has that one line, you know, if it bleeds, we can kill it. And, like, also the fact that, like, the Predator had to actually, like, remove a bullet from him that he got shot with, and, like, you know, he screamed. Like, yeah. it shows him that, oh, this isn't some, like, invincible, you know, super monster thing. It's like, you know, it's, yeah, it's really strong, it's really advanced technology, but it still can be killed. It's still, you know, we still have a chance sort of thing. On the, like, his design is really awesome as well. I, I mean, I like the whole idea. Like, they give him, he's not... Some guy in like a shiny suit or anything mm-hmm. running around like in the 50s hunting people like he would have been if it had made then. <laughs> you know, he's like, he's got, right, he, or he's not a carrot running around, right? Like a monster <laughs> carrot or whatever. Like, you know, he, he looks like a hunter. He's grunt. He looks like he's lived in the jungle for all his, all his life or he's been on backwater planets hunting and stuff. And, you know, half his armor is like a fucking net guard, you know? <laughs> Yeah. And he carries the skulls and his mask. He's I mean the mask is pretty cool in and of itself. I think that's iconic. 
Oh yeah. I it always threw me off that like he has like net guard, but I just saw those as more like fishnet stockings almost on the predator. I'm like, oh, this just over kinda... his torso. Yeah. yeah. It was like that's kind of weird, but you know, whatever. It looks it doesn't look bad, so I'll just, you know. Well, in the face too, the face um when he takes the mask off and you see he's got like that the four prong like mandibles. Yeah. Uh like and it just doesn't you can't really compare it to anything. It's a really original creature design. I mean, I yeah. don't think I've seen anything like it since, and I don't think anybody's really copied it or tried to because you just can't. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure when this movie came out, like, that was really sort of like, you know, uh, like, whoa, kind of moment, like, when he took his mask off. It's yeah. just, like, it's really hard to recreate that anymore because, like, I doubt there's anyone out there that hasn't seen, you know, a predator without their mask anymore unless they just completely live under a rock type thing or never have been exposed to these movies, which is kind of tough just in popular culture. Right. Or if, you know, you're... You're, if if you're like trying to do that nowadays for like an original IP or something, mm-hmm. the internet is full of spoilers. Everybody they're gonna release what the monster looks like months before the movie comes out, just to you know supposedly well, stoke interest. Okay, actually, I'm trying to think. Uh, what was that one movie that was like hand cam giant like Godzilla in? Oh. Uh... Cloverfield. Cloverfield. Yeah. Yeah. They did a pretty good job of hiding what the monster looked like, but I think I remember like maybe like release night or like a day or two before like uh, bits. The toy. The toy. Yeah. Yeah. They they had like a toy made off of the model, and that was in the store before the movie came out. Yeah. The the picture of the toy was out before the movie, so it was like this monster they take all the time to hide between the buildings and the shadows. Like, here's the model. Yeah. Exactly. Here's what it looks like. Like, it, it did a really good job. Like, <laughs> through all the marketing of that movie and the build-up to it, it's like, whoa, something's going on. You don't know what yeah. it is. If it's, like, alien or just a big one or, like, something else. And then, like, a couple of days before the movie, it's like, oh, it's just a giant lizard type thing. Like, yeah, I think you only awesome. really see it at the end of the movie. I never saw the movie, but... Oh, well, eventually, spoiler, I know you're spoilers guy, they make it to the helicopter and they're flying over the city when the military... Does the hammer down protocol, which I guess means they drop an extra big bomb on it. Okay. And it, yeah, it looks just like the toy. And then it, there's a shot of it in the park at the end. Looks to, but you don't see it until the very end, because this is like the morning. It's mm-hmm. the thing. The whole movie happens during the night, and it's like the wee hours in the morning. So the light finally reveals it. Mm-hmm. But they're very careful never to like just out and out show you, just like Predator kind of, sort of shows you, but you don't really see. What it is, I think the most complete picture you get of the Predator is during their Arnold fight, especially of what it looks like, because then he takes the mask off and everything. Yeah. I'm just trying to think, too, of what... It, you know, if he, when he takes the mask off, like, part of me always wants to think, like, you know, he's got a little bit of, like, a reptile look, and then... He, but also he has kind of an... His face is a little bit insectoid. It's just hard to really pin where they got the inspiration from, because it just looks like nothing you've ever seen before yeah but he also has personality like you can like um the way his mandibles move and stuff i mean you you can see like his irritation stuff like that when he's uh challenging arnold to the the final fight or whatever between them when he takes the mask off i do like how they do that stuff it's really good work yeah i mean it seems like they just took inspiration from a lot of places and you know pasted it together because like it's it's like you know human 
with like lizard type, you know, scales and hands. And then like, like you said, an insectoid type mouth or whatever. Yeah. And he's got, I mean, he's got fucking dreadlocks too. Like, where's, you know, where's Were that? the dreadlocks part of the mask or was that actually part of the, that's his hair. Body? That's his hair. That's, that's him. That's his yeah. hair. Yeah. Okay. Or whatever it is. I don't know if it can Stan be. Stan Winston. Yeah. Stan Winston? Stan Winston. What about him? He designed the Predator like outfit oh. monster suit thing. Okay. For whoever the guy in the suit was. IMDb says it's Kevin Hall, but Okay, Kevin Hall. Well and the, the Good job, Kevin Hall. You know, seriously the, the great thing that they do about this movie too with the Predator is that he's not just a dumb monster, he is a character and he moves like a character. When you know, I think of that one scene where he jumps down when Arnold's out of the pond and he's just like, oh, where is he? And he hits the log and he just really slowly is getting up and balancing himself like that. Yeah. And the thing I don't like about the Alien versus Predators movies is that they, they ruin all of that nuance about the Predator characters and they just turn them into fucking like, you know, roid head linebackers. I mean, that you know, they're running around and, you know, smashing shit and throwing shit around. Whereas in this movie they establish that he doesn't do he's like a sly creature that hides and waits and then fucks you up with a blade. Oh, you know? Predator two kind of starts to take it in the direction of the linebackers though. Yeah, I know, smashing through tons of walls and yeah. shit like that. Yeah. By the time you get to Alien vs. Predator, then it's just like full on yeah, ridiculous I, mode. I, Predator two certainly starts the trend where it goes from the, the guy carefully balancing himself on the log and doing his best to be quiet to just a, a psycho right head like Ben Roethlisberger being confronted with a bunch of co ed virgins. He just breaks through all the walls to get to them. Ah rapeless burger smash. Wanna hear a funny story about the, the Predator? What's that? When Stan Winston was designing him, you know where he designed him, where he came up with the idea? Hmm. On an airplane. You know who he was next to on the airplane? Who's that? James Cameron. Really? Yeah, he sketched a bunch of ideas for James Cameron, and James Cameron said, well, I always wanted to see a, a, a cool monster would have, like, you know, opening mandibles with spiky mouth and everything, and Stan Winston was like, hmm, yeah, probably pretty cool. Let's sketch some shit. So James Cameron strikes again. Damn. He just can't stop doing it right. <laughs> so is it just a coincidence they were on the same plane or like? I, I assume so. I okay. don't know. I mean, they're, Stan Winston and James Cameron both have a long relationship with 20th Century Fox, so maybe they were going somewhere for that. Oh, okay, okay. I have no idea. Maybe to the Bohemian Grove. Bohemian Grove? Yeah. Uh, you guys know about the Bohemian Grove conspiracy theory? No. What is that? No. I don't know where the Grove is, but it's it's somewhere that, like, <clears throat> allegedly the NWO has human sacrifices and everything, and, like, there's just pictures of, like, current and former presidents there. <laughs> yeah. One of those good ones. <laughs> so, a conspiracy created entirely in Photoshop? No, no, like, the, the, these people were actually there, but it was like, oh, Ronald Reagan was here, and I'm pretty sure it's just some rich guy's house, and he has, like, some weird, you know backyard architecture it's like ron reagan was here yeah like in 1962 you know celebrating his chimpanzee movie or something <laughs> <laughs> nothing sinister here but i'll tell you what is sinister what's that danny glover's pretty sinister oh are we talking about predator 2 yeah now? it's time to talk about predator 2 god damn it justin's saying time out can i read the wikipedia article <laughs>
a number of other predators appear, collecting their dead comrade, and one of them presents Harrigan with an antique flintlock pistol labeled Raphael Andolini, 1715. Is that like a throwback to something? No. Okay. It's just an old dueling pistol. Just it, to show that they've been here for a while? Yep. Okay. And also has, I guess, a reward for killing their friend or something. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was getting. They, they give people <laughs> rewards for killing their like, oh, you killed my buddy. Here's something. Well, I think it's like just a respect sort of thing, probably. But mad respect, bro. Yeah. Fist bump. But then why would like the alien or the predator want to like, okay, blow up Arnold after killing him? He'd be like, yo, mad respect, bro. Like, because peace other be with you. Will never know. What do you mean? Predator and Predator One was a sore loser. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I guess he was just a little bitch. But these other predators have like. Well, again, Predator 2 here is where they bring in, like, the Predator honor thing, which shows up in Alien vs. Predator when they're making the tattoo and the alien spear together, and the, the cape Predator at the end is just like, good job, fist bump, well, you killed the alien. The Predator, the predator in, the first, in, in the first movie kind of hints at that because he won't kill somebody who's unarmed. He won't kill the woman. Yeah. Because she doesn't pick up the gun. That's Arnold figured that out and, like, told her not to get the rifle. I mean, I guess they have half of it developed, yeah. but... Predator 2 is where they bring in the other half, where the predators are now like, hmm, you're a good, strong hunter like me. We're now grudgingly friends. Yeah. yeah. I hate this fucking movie. It's this so, movie's just fucking great. It, it's, this is, again, this is another movie that you watch on like cable television when you've got nothing else to do, because it's just so bad, and none. Of, I don't care about any of the characters in this movie. This movie's total trash. Just the the only Don't reason. Don't start up yet? Oh we're, yeah, we're already back. Oh yeah. really? Yeah. Okay. The only reason to watch this happened. is just to laugh at people like Gary Busey doing ridiculous things and wearing. I mean, does Gary Busey cryos. look as fucking insane as he normally does in yes. this movie? As yes. like he does in real life. He looks incredibly insane, and he's wearing like some kind of like cryo suit that he walks around in, like fucking James Bond suit, like. Mecha suit that he fights the alien with, so they're trying to like Mister Freeze sort of suit. Yeah, kind of like that, and they're trying to capture the alien because they've been following it ever since the Arnold thing happened in in Central America because the CIA found out about it or something. So like he's he's the head of a special alien hunting division. I don't get how the the CIA would find out about that. Like Arnold didn't seem like the type of person to talk unless the you know Anna or whatever. Just just. Just be quiet. Like they say, popcorn? they actually okay. say in the movie <laughs> that there was. They describe the events in the first movie, saying like that Arnold gave like his debrief to you know his commanding officer or whatever, and tells him what happened, and that's how the CIA found out about this, and was like, oh, we're gonna like hunt this alien guy, okay, and get his tech and make something out of it. And yep. they're, so they're trying to freeze him. That's what they think is gonna stop him. They're going to get him with a cold gun. So, really, uh, a yes. Mr. Freeze gun. Yeah, a crappy Mr. Freeze suit. I think... Uh, nice to meet you. Schumacher <laughs> must have watched this movie, though. Because he, he took the Freeze gun, he took the Mr. Freeze suit, and then he took the... The Predator jumps through a skylight like Batman to confront... I forget which drug gang. It doesn't matter. Wait, yeah, in the, one of them. the Schumacher one, was it... Did, like, the penguin, is he, like, dealing drugs or something, or is that, like... No, you're thinking of uh, Tim Burton's Batman. The penguin only shows up in Batman Returns. Oh. Was it just Mr. Freeze in that one, then? Or... In which one? 
the Batman and Robin. It was Mr. Freeze and Poison Ivy. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen it. I blocked out it out of my memory. Break out of Arkham using Bane. I don't remember Bane in that movie. But okay. You shouldn't. I don't really want to. Was he just like a minor character? Like, hey, check it out. Bane sort of throwback to yeah. you know, comic book readers. He's a retard guy who can't speak, and he's just basically a guy in a bluffy rubber muscle suit. He's a Pokemon. Yeah. He just has his own name. He's a Machamp. Just, just says his own name. Just goes, Bane! <laughs> yeah. Okay. I am glad I don't remember that, because I think I only saw it like when it first came to you know VHS. Blockbuster. Yeah, Blockbuster. You know, I was a little kid or whatever. I'm like, hey, Batman, yay. Blockbuster. Hey, Blockbuster, they had some good shit at Blockbuster, okay? Like, you know, you could always, like, wander around, and they had, like, four or five rows for, like, games or whatever, and, like, they had this one, like, Pokemon Snap thing where you could print out your pictures from your memory card. Pokemon Snap, what a game. Hey, I like that game, okay? Like... It was fun. If you hated it, whatever. Predator is not a good game. Predator? Was there no just a straight Predator game, not Predator vs. Aliens? Alien vs. Predator is good. AVP, solid games. But the the Predator 2 game that I'm sure someone's making in their basement, not very good. Well, I'm sure there was like a Genesis tie-in or something whenever this game... A Contra per- clone with Danny yep, Glover probably. shooting Predators. Yeah, that was just like really <laughs> bad or whatever. Just like... You know, that artificial difficulty that a lot of Genesis games had at the time, just because they're like, oh, hey, like, we need people to, like, go back and rent this multiple times. Multiple times? How many times? No, I'm just saying that's how games were designed when they were, like, ported over to, you know, North American audiences. Like, they were made a lot harder so that, you know, kids would go out and rent the game multiple times to beat it. Oh, I thought they made it easier because Americans couldn't play the harder games. Isn't that what they did with Mario in the beginning? They Maybe with Mario, but I yeah. know Ninja Turtles, like, they made it a lot harder. Like, that one water level in Ninja Turtles, if you ever played that game. Like, which, which one? There's many. Ah, shit. I don't remember which the one. The one where you're in the sewer trying to jump over. Maybe. And you, turtles you, in time. You have to drive the turtle van around mm. that shares health with the turtle for some reason? I don't think so. Oh, okay. That's the only one I really played. This one, was it NES or Genesis? But, like, basically, you had to, like, swim through these tubes, and if you didn't memorize it perfectly, like, you would die every time. So, like, they did the same thing with Battletoads, just, like, made it, like, artificially, like, really, really hard. So, like, either you, it'd be an arcade setting where you have to put more coins in, or, you know, a home setting where you have to, like, rent the game multiple times to actually go out and beat it. Right, and there was no save option in that game. You couldn't save your game. So. But that, that was with a lot of games back then, unless it actually had a built-in, like, battery. But it was fucking insane, though, in Battletoads. If you were, tr- like, that third level, you had to memorize every single, where every single one of those rocks was. Yeah. Or else you would have to start the entire game over. It was extremely frustrating. I'm just venting here because I remember how bad that was. I do like the rope level prior to that level, though. That was fun. I mean, yeah. talking about horrifically frustrating games, though, seems like a better use of time than talking about Predator 2. Yeah, you just... know, it's a lot easier for me to talk about frustrating games since, again, <laughs> I've just read the Wikipedia article, you know, I, five, I just, ten minutes yeah. ago. I just noticed that we aren't actually talking about Predator 2 because that's that's how much this movie stinks. It, it just, like, reading this whole article about it, like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, why would the Predator be in the city? Why would he be hunting drug cartels that, like, I mean, it's not like you 
look for prey in a city to hunt. Like, I can't imagine, like, some kingpin of a drug, uh, drug cartel is, like, a worthy hunt for a predator. Yeah, exactly. I mean, in the first movie, he's hunting battle-hardened commandos, the best of the best, right? Those are the trophies he wants. Like, not a bunch of dumbass drug dealers who hold their guns sideways when they fire them and stuff. And, I mean, it's just idiotic. Yeah. And the whole Jamaican drug lord with, like, voodoo people around, like, that's just... Like, I just feel like even an alien can, like, look at that and be like, what the fuck are these shits doing? And I just know, be it's like, so stupid. <laughs> yeah, just like, okay, um, I guess you're, like, you know, retarded or whatever, so, you know, I'm just gonna let you go because I don't want to waste bullets, you know, hurt my honor, whatever the fuck they introduced in this movie about that. Look, the, the funniest thing that happens in this movie is Gary Busey dying. That's a funny scene, and then... When Danny Glover cuts the Predator's arm off with his own um, disc blade thing. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty funny because then they, the Predator has to, like, use his medical stuff to, like, basically um, cauterize his wound and all that <laughs> in somebody's bathroom. I mean, that's that's about it. I mean, Using the KY jelly and glow sticks, I think is how they did that special effect. Yeah. There's blood. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like... He's, like, making some mixture in the sink and dabs it on his uh, stump. <laughs> Takes a hot iron and like, ah, like, yep. um, what was that shit movie with the people that, like, always, they're, like, two Irish guys that always recited Bible passages before killing people. Boondock oh, Saints. Boondock Saints. Yeah. There was a scene where they, like, you know, caught somebody wound with a iron, wasn't there? Or was that a different movie I'm thinking of? I, are you thinking of The Walking Dead? I only saw the first season of The Walking Dead, okay, because I thought after that it was kind of shitty, and I'm going to get, like, black, maybe. Good. Good? Absolutely. Really? It's not sci-fi, so let's not talk about it. Wait, why? Uh, explain to me why it isn't sci-fi. <laughs> no, Dad. <laughs> not this time. <laughs> Danny Glover, best actor every year. That, he is the one good part about the movie. I think he does a really good job in the role that he was given, which wasn't much to work with. But he does he does a really good job of of I don't know how to say it. like he's he's a really good intense cop. Like he is on the edge and he is obsessed with finding the killer of his partner, right? And or busting the drug dealers and all that. And he does a really good job of portraying that obsession and that he's kind of losing it. I just I think, can't take him seriously after Lethal Weapon. Yeah, I mean, it is. You do see, you see Murtaugh in every cop movie that he's in. That's not Lethal Weapon, but I mean, still, he. I think in terms of acting, he's probably the only really bright spot in this movie. He makes me believe that he's a cop, which probably because he's played lots of cops. Yeah, I mean, he's typecasted. Like, Gary Busey, I don't believe he's a CIA special I don't believe Gary Busey in anything that he's in. Like, I sense the Native American spirits are here. (laughs) Wait, was that actually in this movie? No. No, that's from his reality show, I'm with Busey, from way back. I do believe him in that, though. Because he's batshit insane. Like, that's, that's the only thing I can believe him as. And, like, I don't know. Just anything I see him in, it's just... I think of, like, there's some character in Courage the Cowardly Dog that looked just like Gary Busey. That's all I can think of when I see him anymore. But again, Mr. Joshua. That's right. Joshua. The lethal weapon. Hmm? Can't take him seriously in this movie either. Lethal weapon, the first one. 
Oh, okay. Gary Busey's like the psycho guy who holds the lighter up his arm when Colonel Old Guy or General Old Guy tells him to. And the drug dealer's like, you guys are out there. Like, fucking Pluto, man. You guys are crazy. Right. I do remember that now. Yeah. Again, though, having seen that and having seen Danny Glover in there, it's difficult to watch Predator 2 here and not laugh at Gary Busey in his Mr. Freeze suit <laughs> running around trying to blast the alien with a cold ray. Which it, doesn't work. It just seems so <laughs> off the wall, just goofy. Like, compared to Predator, which was like, a bit more grounded as far as like, oh, you know, in the jungle, you know, improvising traps and whatnot. Versus this, it's just like the middle of the city. They're not really like doing the whole, you know, improvising traps and whatnot. It's like, oh, we just got a freeze suit and we're going to hide and try and shoot him, it seemed like. There's just no real story in this movie. It's just a bunch of events that get strung together. Yeah. There's nothing, there's no spine of the story linking it all together. It's just like stuff happens. Then this yeah. stuff happens and it's it's not enjoyable. Yeah, when I was reading it, I don't know when you started up again, but like the part I read about like a subway, it just seemed like, oh, they needed to go somewhere and we wanted to have an event happen while they were going somewhere where nothing really got like resolved or changed. We just wanted to fight with a predator that like popped out of nowhere. Yeah. Didn't really make much sense. But. Nothing in this movie makes a lot of sense. The Predator breaks up some kind of drug execution and then breaks up the other drug execution and then the cop finds part of his spear in the ventilation shaft the Predator was in, apparently. And the Predator kills him and then Danny Glover's like, I'm going to catch the motherfucker who killed that cop. And then Gary Busey shows up with his cryo suit and they try and blast the Predator with a cold ray, having no basis to assume that making him cold stops him or anything. And you just go from there. That's your movie. Hmm. Yeah. It's, it's like shake and bake, you know? You just put the chicken in the bag with it and just shake it up. There you go. I've never done a shake and bake. I mean, I've breaded chicken before, but never done shake and bake chicken. Justin, what? how can you live without having shake and bake? I can go stop at the store on my way home and get some chicken and shake and bake and try it out. Okay. You probably should. Okay. I recommend using the pork formula, though. The pork formula yeah, for the chicken? Yeah, there's different shake and bakes you can get. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. I'll give it a shot. Again, more interesting than Predator <laughs> 2. You can have a whole podcast about shake and bake and various things you can do with it. I think that's a different podcast. It's not really a sci-fi related podcast. It, shake and bake has more sci-fi content than this movie. It's just... Shake and bake colonies. There you go. That, See? that is... You're right. I, okay. But... We we have a Predator. Okay, Predator was a cool movie, right, guys? You know, in between, like, oh, yeah, Predator was I'm a coming. fucking great movie. <laughs> yeah. Then awesome. you're going to love Predator 2. Yes. <laughs> With I, Rob Schneider. What, what, what if we make <laughs> the, the Predator come in the city and not the jungle? Like, the urban jungle, man. Like, what if we put him in the urban jungle and he's killing drug dealers and... You know, that's the funniest thing that I, I read about this is that actually when it came out, a lot of critics wrote that they did not like the depiction of the Predator because it alluded to our culture's fear of the urban black man. Because of the dreadlocks? And I'm thinking like, okay, did you see the first movie? Like they literally changed fucking nothing about the design of the Predator and I didn't hear anything about him being like a, you know, a, a surrogate for like the scary black boogeyman or anything back I, then i just think whenever reviews like that come out and like it's one of these situations where like 
it's a sequel and they don't really change anything about the design. It's just like they say that in order to like get attention, in order to like stir shit up, in order to, you know, go on some TV shows and like, you know, get their check or whatever from that. But the Predator is the offensive like depiction of society's, you know, black boogeyman, but the Jamaican drug gang doing voodoo yeah, and, and ritual sacrifices <laughs> is not. <laughs> yeah, not a word about that. Okay, whatever, sure. Oh, yeah, I'm reading the reception now. It's actually pretty funny, uh, what Robert Ebert said about it. Uh, Robert e- Roger Ebert. Okay. Uh, giving the film two out of four stars, suggesting it represents an angry and ugly dream. He also felt the creature's design had racist undertones where subliminal clues encourage us to subconsciously connect the menace with black males. Why? Because he has dreadlocks? <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. If that made me associate him with anything, it'd be he's Bob Marley or something. I mean, you know, peace and all that. He's a, he's really a reggae loving predator. predator was smoking that much. I mean, maybe, like, I don't know what the predators do before they go out hunting. If they, like, you know, do some drugs to, like, get them on the same level as their prey or something, maybe. I, I just came up with that, and that someone can make a movie about it if they want to. That was probably in Predators. I just blocked it out in memory. Like those stupid Predators and the other group. Whatever. Oh, doing the, that later. Anyway. The ones that don't have any technology. Yeah, the ones <laughs> that like freaking are some backwater, like never discovered island culture before. Anyway, that's next week. Not this shit. Not maybe. now. Not now. Now we're stuck in hell. Well, next week's hell too, but. You know what? I think that I would have. I, I like Prometheus better than Predator 2. Yeah, I do. I think next week will be like, it'll be we're in hell in Predators, and then we're slowly going to climb out and not look back when we get to Prometheus. But, you know, it's like it's still kind of hot. We're still, we still smell the sulfur a bit, but it's not completely hell. I'm sure the next Prometheus movie, though, will have Predators in it. Think so? Yep. Was it alluded to in uh, Prometheus? No. Okay. They're just going to get an epic battle with the, the engineer guy. Start blasting them with their shoulder cannons. I think Ridley hates the Alien versus Predator movies. But if Ridley wants to have that kind of control over the entire universe, he needs to to come and not make a shitty movie like Prometheus. I guess we'll talk about it next week, but, you know, he... Foreshadowing. Yeah. (laughs) He kind of does, anyway. Got anything else to say, Justin, from your Wikipedia summary? No, I was just looking at Prometheus shit, and Prometheus 2 probably or is scheduled to come out next year, which is kind of sad, but... Hooray. Really? Hooray? No, not not really. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I got to fill out a fucking second mortgage here to get the movie tickets ready. <laughs> you got to watch it on IMAX 5D, and you got to have your, your pizza and your, your catering done. Your two-gallon thing of... Two Pepsi. gallons. You got to be Pepsi. ready to eat your way out of the popcorn bowl. Two so gallons, man. I mean, for the first half, it's like the first two minutes. <laughs> you need to have like a. You need to get a soda machine in there, mixing the syrup and the carbonated water together. Oh, you need one of those, uh, those uh, Coke everything machines or whatever they are. Yeah, or like a soda fountain at a McDonald's. 
Well, no, no, no. You need one of those things with the little LCDs. Yeah, I know you can make 800 different kinds of Coke, but that's how soda machines in like McDonald's work too. They don't. It's not just soda sitting in there. It's carbonated water yeah, mixed I, with the gel. I realize that with syrup and whatnot, but McDonald's only has like eight. Oh yeah, not 800. I, Justin, just, just shut up and eat your Sbarro, okay? Okay. But are you, are you really going to want to sit down and take the time to go to an everything Coke machine and select what you want? I think that'd be more interesting than... When you're you're just dying of thirst from your high-quality Sbarro pizza? <laughs> I don't know if I've ever seen a movie theater with Sbarro actually in it. But I know what you're talking about. Where is the one rave. around here? The rave. the rave? Yeah. Yeah, Rave has a Sbarro in it. Hmm, maybe I just don't pay attention enough when I walk in them because I'm just like going straight to the... Movie. Well, the, the rave uh, Milford, right? Uh, no, the one in Westchester too. Oh, West. Okay, yeah. Hmm. Not the rave in Kentucky. Tell not it. not the AMC Newport on the levee that is now the rave. I think. I oh, okay. Well, whatever. It's all horrible. It's not a good experience. No. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, see you next week to suffer more with us. Maybe Justin will watch the movies this time. There's a good chance I will. <laughs>